Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 157. I am your host, the Tom Alexander, and joining me as always are the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. Hi, Tom. You sound very echoey and bassy tonight. Do I really sound echoey? No. <laughs> no. Definitely bassy, though. <laughs> and the really occasional Chris Vu. Hi, Chris. Good day to you. <laughs> I'm trying to mix it up. <laughs> I'm throwing everybody for a loop. Oh man! On a Sunday morning again, in Coliseum of Comics at the mall. <laughs> don't Throw don't back. Don't don't remind. Don't reminisce. <laughs> it don't would be reminisce. funny if we went back there and did one of these before we were done, just to do it. <laughs> do you know anybody still works with that one, Tom? Or, uh, uh, Rick? I I still have plenty of friends. Some of them even still work at Coliseum of Comics. That would be fun. Let's do that. Like in that back room. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And then after we're done, Chris can shop in the store for what he's going to buy on in stock trades when he gets home. <laughs> Are they a sponsor now? <laughs> no, it was more a we gag about how you one? how you went through the comic store and showroomed your comics oh, yeah. I mean, and didn't yeah. support your local comic shop. <laughs> That little oh. the little barcode scanner on the phone is super handy. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it is uh, the evening of Thursday, December thirteenth, twenty eighteen, as we do this. And if you're keeping score at home, five more, five more after this one, and it's all over. Unless probably, 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 it's like ninety percent at this point now. <laughs> Because, because really, the seal that was closest to shaking loose didn't shake loose. In fact, it's sealed right up. It's <laughs> <laughs> 100% shut. Yeah. But it's not the most likely seal anymore. We, we, there's been a more likely seal for some time now. But anyway, yeah. Tom, please. Anyway. I'm sure you're going let's, to explain. Yeah, let's, get, let's check them, and we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so there are 10 seals. And if one of the ten seals opens before the remaining shows are gone, then we'll keep doing this. <coughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> and uh, if they don't, then uh, we are banished forever to sports hell, as per the coins prophecy many shows ago. <laughs> many, many moons ago. In the before time, in the long, long ago. Anyway, let's run down the 10 seals and check where they're at. Number 10, Thank you. George Pete, Rose. Pete Rose gets into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, nope. Nope, not <laughs> happening this year. The, uh, the Today's Game Committee has voted for the people on their ballot. And uh, while they kept out people like uh, George Steinbrenner, um, they did decide to put in Harold Baines and Lee Smith this year. Yeah. And hey, that's that's great for those guys. They're um congratulations they're to those guys. They're All right. people. All right. So Harold Baines is the most controversial of the two. Harold Baines was a DH and sometime uh, outfielder, first baseman. Uh, when we were kids, 
and uh, he retired like when we were in college. Um, Harold Baines never finished higher than ninth in the most valuable player voting in his 22 <laughs> seasons in the majors. Um, he didn't have any of the um, the classic counting stats, they call them, that make you a lock for the Hall of Fame, like, say, 3,000 hits or 500 homers, any of that. He, In fact, he never once hit 30 homers in a single season. Um, but he's, uh, he's going to the hall of fame because by all accounts, he's a really nice guy and his former manager and former team owner are on the today's game committee and we're able to lobby for him. So there you have it. While he was on the hall of fame ballot, he never got more than 6.7% of the vote. So what I'm hearing, Tom, is that it pays to have friends. <laughs> Evidently, it does, and it pays to be a nice guy because many, many years after you're eligible, it can get you in the Hall of Fame, and he's going to live to see it, at least, instead of being a really nice dead guy who they put in, like, say, <laughs> Phil Rizzuto many years ago. Um, I'm, I'm sure that the other people on the committee don't know who Harold Baines is. <laughs> <laughs> Right, like, is this this is where we Photoshop in like the uh, Jaiman Hansu from <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy thing, right? Like, this is this yeah. is legit. Like, who the fuck is this guy, right? Yeah, like, yeah. he was an all star. Did you guys prior a few to this times. article know who Harold Baines actually is? I did uh, well, from yes, from baseball video games, basically. Like, I did, and because I'm a nerd about those things, like, so I knew who he was, but oh, I okay. also knew he wasn't a Hall of Famer. <laughs> And I, you have, I knew like, who, he has baseball cards somewhere. Yeah, I did. I really did. I had his baseball cards. I knew who Harold Baines was. I've always known who Harold Baines is. <laughs> I don't know if that's a positive thing exactly, but listen, I. Yeah, he, um, he's he is one of the legends now, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. He goes to the pantheon of all time greats in the history of the game this is so fucking weird i've never seen the, the committee like this get one so just just odd like completely out of left field with that one i just i don't get it and what's hilarious is edgar martinez the seattle mariners dh uh is in his last year of eligibility on the baseball writers ballot he got 70 percent of the vote last year he needs 75 <laughs> to get in he has, uh, well, no, he's not really, he doesn't have better statistics than Baines in his career, but they're both DHs. Um, but most people like, like, again, he got 70% of the vote last year, Martinez, but Baines has better statistics than he does. So I don't know what this means other than this is a total fucking crapshoot. <laughs> it means that it means somebody was asleep at the switch. Like really, that's what it means. it's well, that's what it means. It means Tony Larusa and Jerry Reinsdorf, who are Baines's former manager and team owner when he played for the White Sox, uh, lobbied their buddies to vote for Harold Baines, really nice guy, to get into the Hall of Fame. You think they could have done something more important, like vote in, you know, Pete Rose, so that the show could continue. You would uh, think they would have done that. Yeah, well, yeah, it was never going to happen. Because they have a ballot, too, and he wasn't on it. So, 
that uh, that's not going to happen. But let's Baines's questionable candidacy is overshadowing Lee Smith, the other guy who got put in. Yes. And Lee Smith uh, retired when we were young children, so we likely never saw him play. Um, but until uh, about six, seven years ago, he was the all-time leader in saves in Major League history until Mariano Rivera and Trevor Hoffman beat him um, and was one of the earliest guys to be called a closer and one of the most dominant ever. Um, but he dropped off of the ballot because of years of eligibility and not getting in um, before the voters started to recognize that, yeah, closers are important. Yeah, I um, I, I, I can't remember if maybe I saw him uh, in the minors, like doing a, uh, a stint in a ball, but I remember Lee Smith very well, very, very well. So maybe I just happened to be paying attention when he was still playing. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, he was, he was pretty old by the time we were like aware, but, uh, he was still around for a couple of years. So, I mean, good. For yeah. Him. If I had, if I had a vote, I would have put him in. Like, I mean, like I said, he's the third all time in saves. Goose Gossage, who has fewer saves than he does, is in. Uh, and Mariano Rivera is getting in this year. So I don't, I don't have any problem with this. I, I was fine with Lee Smith getting in. I think that was the committee writing a wrong that had been done by the voters. Um, the Harold Baines thing is fucking head scratcher, but whatever. <laughs> well, it's not like we're going to put in anybody who matters. So no, no. I mean, there were, on. and that was the thing. The ballot had guys who like, actually mattered and didn't get in uh let me let's see i'm gonna run them down for you real quick because it's a small ballot uh da, 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 da. where is it damn it well i know george steinbrenner was on there you love talking about george steinbrenner look man uh no owners won more titles than he has have they yeah, but he also stole them, so whatever. He didn't steal them. He was banned from the game for two years for colluding with a nefarious type, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but he didn't steal the championships. Come on, he bought them. There's a difference. Oh, sorry, sorry. Well, and I let's forgot. be fair. He, he bought, like, two of them. And then the other ones, they were they were built through the farm system during the years he was banned from baseball. The proper Yankee way. Whatever. So, okay, uh -huh. Albert, Albert Bell, Joe Carter, Will Clark, Oral Hershiser, Davey Johnson, Charlie Manuel, Lou Pinella, and George Steinbrenner were the other guys on the ballot. Johnson, Manuel, and Pinella were on there as managers. Um not as players, which I, Lou Pinella is kind of borderline for me. Maybe he gets in as a manager, Davey Johnson too, but I don't think so. And the other guys, they were like hall of very good types like Harold Baines. <laughs> really? Like they, there were guys that were like, yeah, he's, he's a really good player, but you never looked at him while they were playing. And you were like, that's a hall of famer. I'm seeing right there. Like so Albert Bell had the chance, but then, you know, corked bat and, uh, the juice, maybe allegedly, and you know, in general, insanity uh, derailed his career. So you just said something super interesting to me, and it, yeah. it 
it just occurred to me that it's literally called the Hall of Fame. Yes. Right. Fame, right? So fame definition to me is may not be necessarily the best player, may not necessarily be the leader of this or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, whatever okay. many categories you can think of. But you have to at least be well-known famous, right? right? For something. Right, sure. Like, Harold Paines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate to go back to the guy, you know, at this point, but like, fame like it yeah so is there there's obviously a huge disparity between who management will call that thinks is famous versus what what the fans think are famous yeah and what the right i've actually heard of george steinbrenner right (laughs) right i I don't even watch baseball you know (laughs) that's that's interesting Um, yeah yeah it's it's, the hall of we gotta we gotta make time it's the hall of uh hell (laughs) <laughs> it sometimes it is. Sometimes it really is. I mean, in look in Baines's defense, the White Sox did retire his number. Um, you know, so it's it's for one for them, he's one of their all time greats. But yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything, Tom. If I said the name Torchy Clark to you, yeah, yeah, who is Torchy Clark, Tom? Torchy Clark was one of the best professors I ever had in college. And right. uh, and a former basketball coach at UCF. Yeah, he um, a buddy of mine had <laughs> this great Torchy Clark moment where <laughs> he said Torchy was leading a class and uh, he yelled out to the class, uh, "I'm in four different Hall of Fames. Mm-hmm. How many Hall of Fames are you in? Yep. None. You know why? Because I'm a Hall of Famer." Yep, sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds like Torchy. So, you like to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> My point being is. Just because you're in a Hall of Fame doesn't need you need to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. I don't know how Torchy comes out in the wash in that that whole story there, but uh, but it's a point about Harold Baines that's well taken, sir. <laughs> right. Like that, that's the thing. So, is there a separate Hall of Fame for like the minor leagues? Yeah, actually, there is a minor league baseball Hall of Fame. Is there really? Wouldn't it make more sense to, I mean, like, this dude Baines was in that. Like, wouldn't that make more sense? Well, but it depends. Maybe he wasn't in the minors long enough to put up, like, you know, Hall of Fame type minor league numbers. You know, it's it's weird. It's it's one. Of, this is it's just not weird. weird. It's stupid. Get it right. Uh, whatever. It's weird and stupid. It's whooping. <laughs> it's whooping. It yeah, is it's whooping or it's really whooping. Yeah, it's whooping. I like whooping better. Let's go with whooping. <laughs> it's whooping. I feel bad for Harold Baines because this is going to be the thing now that everyone talks about from now until he's inducted in July. Is gonna yeah, be. but but here's yeah, the thing: they'll, that, never, like, they'll just, never mention it again after that. After that, after that they'll never mention it. Yeah, but after I mean, that, it's it's over. But for those two jerks' purposes, I will just forever refer to it as like he'll be getting the Harold Baines Award. There you go. I like <laughs> that. Doctor, when everybody else in the world, myself included, goes, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> right? I like that. In fact, I think I think that is my great hope now for this show is that when we're done, we'll be remembered as the Harold Baines of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> remembered as we we are, right? Like, 
Well, it, it depends. It, it, what Basically, what I mean is uh, 10 years from now, I hope somebody was like, yeah, they were nice guys. Let's see what they're up to. That's about it. That's, uh, that's well, all. And to that end, think about all the people that we've had appear on our show for reasons known entirely to them. And somehow we've coerced a number of rather large named celebrities. I wouldn't <laughs> really rather large named celebrities. <laughs> well, okay. How about how about larger than should have ever had any business being on this show? Okay, that's fair. I'll grant you that. Thank you. I'll grant you that. I knew I if I just explained it hard enough, you'd understand. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I need to be I need to be led right up to the bank of the river there. <laughs> Drink the goddamn water. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next of the seals, and that is man walking on Mars. Uh, that's not happening before the show's over. We did land a, a one of those cool landers on Mars, and we're getting some more data from there. Uh, but uh, Red spider. Yeah. Uh, 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 that was so not funny. The first twenty-eight times you said it. Good God. You're gonna hack up a lung because of your own terrible joke. It's only it's only making me laugh because of how much I know you hate it. Just how furious you must be, and you're just not saying out loud. It's making me doodle very hard on the scratch paper over here. <laughs> just, son of a bitch! I can't believe you even fell for did it. Did I? When I did I write up. all of these red rums? I don't know. What is that? <laughs> So you were speaking about an android who works in Star Trek. Oh, God, no. The Insight Lander touched down on Mars earlier this month. He was on every day at four after school, man. (laughs) On CBS. All right, let's move on. Man's not walking on Mars. So uh, don't just stop thinking about it. Stop sending it to us on Facebook. Number eight. (laughs) <laughs> the wrestler Effie reveals himself to actually be Ric Flair. No change. Not gonna change. Won't return Rick's calls. <laughs> Number seven. Bones Jones passes any drug test. <laughs> any drug test at all. I still love that. It's no change to date, but he has a match coming up again later this month. Yeah, it's like in two weeks. Like... Yeah, the 28th. Yeah. It's, the, well, uh... it's right down to the wire, isn't it? <laughs> right down to the wire. So we'll see what happens. Uh, number six, Vanderlei Silva lets Usada in for a drug test. Nope, nope, didn't that happen. That is never happening. Not we, we had that opportunity to come and go. You can pretty much close that seal. Yeah, that one's locked. Number five, Kanye West releases "Yeezy Has a Sneezy," an album devoted to the benefits of single payer health care. No indication that's going to change, but with Kanye, yeah, you never know. Yeah, <laughs> that like, one will remain he open. Could, he could tweet that tomorrow. Yeah. Number four, Major League Baseball closes its doors. Uh, no, no. The winter meetings were boring as shit. And none of the big free agents signed anywhere. But otherwise, still open. Still open. Uh, number three, President Trump vows to leave the NFL alone regarding the anthem. Um, he does have bigger fish to fry at the moment. <laughs> However... <laughs> However, when he has bigger fish to fry is usually the time he t- decides to tweet a trivial controversy that's going to drive the news cycle for a week. So, eh, maybe. 
maybe. And if if I may, I I don't know who this individual one fella is, but he's got a he's got a bad day coming. This individual one fella who earlier in that document was named as the president of the United States. Uh, that's not what I read, Tom. I I follow a lot of interesting news articles, and none of them said anything about. Yeah, no, that. it actually says in there, individual one comma who went on to become the president of the United States comma. Uh. Uh, mm, uh, you're going to have to call. I'm going to have to get back down there. Anyway, uh, you, please continue. <laughs> oh, so it's boondoggle. It's just, it's just a boondoggle, the whole thing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> number two, Warner Brothers announces it's going to reboot the DC movie universe. Uh, no real change there, but uh, we did have some wiggles. That seal wiggled a little bit uh, by uh, Amy Adams, who plays Lois Lane in the DC movies. Uh, saying that, uh, quote, I think I'm out of the DC Universe now. I think they're revamping that. I don't know the details. Um, or it could just be like a recast. Like it could the, be anything. The Gyllenhaal thing. Yeah, with, uh, I I think what she means is terrible. she <laughs> hasn't been approached about any other movies. That's what I think it means. And that doesn't necessarily mean she's out, but uh, she's basing it on what she read. Now... There have been some other wiggles on that front this week. Um, we have we have Aquaman coming out next week, uh, and it is getting reviews. We'll talk about that later. Um, but Jason Momoa, who plays Aquaman, uh, said during the premiere that uh, as far as he knows, Henry Cavill is still Superman, that Henry Cavill doesn't want to not be Superman, and uh, he still wants to play the part. So the thing in September, ah, who knows? Um, but it will be some time before Warner Brothers decides to make another Superman movie, so that could still change. Um, also, Warner Brothers announced that they've hired writers for two new solo superhero movies. Yeah. <laughs> Plastic Man and The Blue Beetle. One of those I'm perfectly okay with. The other one I'm putting my head through a wall. Just threw it clean. Um, I which one actually? I'm I'm yeah. curious. Yeah, it's a good. Oh, I'm, I'm all for Blue Beetle getting his own movie. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I don't know enough about the version of the character they're using to be excited about that because they're using Jaime Reyes. Right. And uh, I just don't. I haven't read a lot of stuff with him in it. Um, He's a pretty fun character, and. Um, I don't know. I, I like the idea of potential. You know, let's let's get some diversity. Let's get some newer, younger heroes. It's, it doesn't always have to be Ted Cord. Nobody I'm all, knows who I'm Ted all, Cord is. I'm all for that. That's okay with me. Um, yeah. Uh, Plastic Man, I'm kind of okay with. They like. I mean, yeah. He had it's, his own cartoon back in the '80s. Uh, it's we have the visual effects technology to make that a thing now. Like All could... I know is I just I flash back to that Generation Next movie where it's skin. Oh and God, it... dude, that's twenty years ago on network TV. I know, but it, it really scarred me. I I mean I could see why that was terrible, but but I, I think it's gonna look better than that. I think if they did it, if they did it like the uh, the Plastic Man comics from what was it ten years ago or whatever, uh, those really stylized ones that won all the Eisner awards. If they took mm. the tone of those, that would be kind of cool. Um, they've tried to make that movie before, actually. There's a, a version of the script from 
uh, probably the late 90s, early 2000s that was actually written by the Wachowskis that, oh, you, can, wow. that you can find. It's easy to find on the internet now because uh, it's long out of development, that version of it. But uh, Warner Brothers did try and do this before, which the Wachowskis were not the Wachowskis back then when they were commissioned to write that movie. Otherwise, it would have gotten made no matter how good or bad it was. <laughs> See most of the Wachowskis movies since The Matrix. Oh, don't. We're not we're not doing this today. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. Name well, not. What are you talking about? Speed Racer now? It's such a good movie. Oh, God. All right. Such a good movie. I can't. I can't with you. I give Ready up. for Vendetta. They didn't direct that. Oh, they didn't. They produced it. Well, thank God somebody did. See, Chris was right. V for Vendetta is a great example. Let's move on. <laughs> nobody, nobody look behind the wall. Nobody. Just, let's move on. All right, and the final seal, UCF wins the college football playoff. Well, that seal's locked down. They are not getting the, the college news. football playoff this year. Um, they were, uh, despite going undefeated again, uh, they were locked out. Uh, in fact, ranked behind a two-loss Michigan team in the final college football playoff rankings. So is that Florida could duck them for a bowl game. <laughs> we don't know that, Tom. Well, Florida's <laughs> AD says no, but he's also a stone-cold fucking liar. So <laughs> UCF deserved a different bowl, Tom. They yes. just were in the Peach Bowl. Right, and, right. And I'm sure the fact that Florida's AD being on the uh, committee had nothing to do with anything, Tom. No, 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 no. So anyway... Uh, so UCF does not get into the college football playoff. They're going to play in the Fiesta Bowl against LSU on January 1st, uh, which should probably be a good game. Uh, sure. Now that we know that four-thirds of uh, LSU's defense is playing. Well, just their best cornerback is sitting out. Second best lineman. And I think best um, linebacker? No, he said One he is going to play. Oh, okay. There was a there that came out for a few days. They said he wasn't. And then he was like, "No, I'm playing." So yeah, that at the time that was like, "Yep, he's sitting out too." Um, <laughs> yeah. So of course there will be excuses for why LSU lost to UCF, as there were last year when Auburn lost to UCF. Uh, but uh, there is some push now to expand the college football playoff and to do it before the TV contract runs out in uh, seven or eight years. <laughs> Why is that? Is it because they decided that UCF deserves a shot and schools like it deserve a shot in the playoffs? No, no. It's because uh, two of the Power Five conferences have been shut out of the playoffs <laughs> the last two years. They realized that, uh, well, there's five of us and there's only four spots. So somebody's getting boned every year and some years two of us are. So we got to fix this. I love these geniuses figuring this out. Like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. The the Pac-12 has never had a team since the playoff began in 2014. There's been no Pac-12 team in the Final Four. Uh, and uh, the Big Ten has only been in there, I think, twice. They've been shut out the last two years. Uh, last year, there were, of course, two SEC teams in there. Just the best teams, Tom. That's all it is. It's just the best teams. Yeah, so why have why have conference championship games then? I think oh, this money. is great. Money. That's right. 
I love the idea of these schools um, sort of sitting around and magically just just like I wanted to be in that room just once to see somebody go, wait a goddamn minute. Like he shoots out of his chair and like flips over like a pocket protector or three and looks around and goes, motherfucker, we agreed to this and we're never going to get in because they just keep giving it to the SEC. Right. And then like an AD is looking at him like, no, that, oh, mother of God. And like, it's just like this domino effect yeah. of everyone realizing how fucked they got themselves. Yeah, it's like the big, the big, the president of the Big Ten is sitting in that conference room and he's looking around and he's, he's counting on his, he's pointing at people and counting on his fingers. <laughs> one, two, three, Once four spots. Divide. One, two, three, four, five. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> what did we do? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Was everyone aware of Yeah, did you guys know about this? <laughs> Who signed this? Really? <laughs> Why wasn't I told? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, West Virginia's president, uh, E. Gordon G., who used to be the president of Ohio State or Indiana, Indiana sorry, a Big Ten school, now at a Big 12 school, and uh, the Wisconsin athletic director, Barry Alvarez, Wisconsin, a Big Ten school, uh, are both saying now that, uh, well, you know, it's only fair that teams like UCF get a shot if they have seasons like they've had the last two years. And uh, the president of West Virginia saying, well, we can't say that UCF's not better than these teams because there's a lot of factors and they haven't played on the field. So, you know, and uh, the, the Big 12 got shut out of the playoff uh, two years ago. And uh, <laughs> and the Big 10's been out for two years. And uh, money, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> so um, so it'll blah, probably blah, happen. Blah. I yeah, would I imagine we will see the playoff expand to eight teams not next year because it's too soon. It'll probably be the year ne the year after that or the, the year after that, which will mean in order to get the Power 5 schools to agree to expansion that the Power 5 champions will each get an automatic bid to the eight-team playoff, and then you'll have they'll have to figure out what to do with the other three spots. Uh, a lot of people are saying, okay, we'll give one spot to the highest-ranked group of five champion which is what they do with the New Year's Day bowl game now. Um, that's how UCF is in a New Year's Day bowl game. So this this year, if that had happened, UCF would have been in the playoff. And uh, and then two at large. So, you know, when there are years that the SEC uh, is just so good that, you know, they have their champion and another team are two of the best teams in the country, which is just horseshit. So, so ah. it's this is this is what was going to make it happen all along was money, and schools with clout like Power Five schools, finally saying, you know what, we're getting screwed here too. Having nothing to do with actually anything. Just no, it has zero to do with fairness. It has zero to do with giving the group of five a fair shot, a fair shot at a championship, and it has everything to do with. Oh, now the system's effing us too, so we should do something. Let's ask so, yeah, our. Um, thing, though, right? No, I was gonna Does say. Let's ask Chris what he feels about back. this. Yeah, I was gonna say like so like let's say they do fix the system since they're trying to get back into the system, right? Since they've been sort of like ranked out of it or yeah. whatever the case is. Does it stay that way? Uh, it will stay that because way because they're democratizing a hair. Right. Right. And I so 
does it stay that way though? Well, that's like, the thing. My for five years. My inclination is it stays that way until the TV contract runs out in 2025, mm-hmm. and then if it if it's at eight teams at that point, and the contract runs out, then I think we may finally get twelve or sixteen. Um, how do you do a bracket? Of, is it? An eighteen bracket would go really easy. One would play eight, two would play seven, so on and so forth. It yeah. wouldn't be it wouldn't be difficult like t- at all. Twelve yeah. doesn't work though, right? Well, twelve will work if you 16. give teams if you give like the top two teams a buy in the first round. Twelve can work. Okay. But okay. in fair in, in reality, in on in, in all honesty, eight team an eight team playoff would probably get the job done kind of permanently. It like, would I, it, it would work for a few years, just like this one did, until they found a flaw in that system, too. Because yeah. some year is going to come along where, for example, UCF goes undefeated, and then let's say Fresno State or Boise State goes undefeated also and gets locked out. Okay, now we've got a problem again. Yeah, but w- I think that that likelihood is so much lower on the right now you have, you know, a, an argument for five or six teams easily to be in the, this playoff that are yeah, worth, I would say six. It. Yeah. This year it's, it was six, six or seven that people were like, they ought to be in. Yeah. So, and if you're not going to do the obvious thing, which by the way, you know, again, I cannot say this enough one because it, it pisses people off and two for the comedy of it. Had UCF been invited to the college football playoff this year or last year and had everyone, you know, all the pundits uh, uh, say, well, UCF would have just gotten mud stomped out of the building. If that actually happens, though, this isn't a story anymore. No. No one talks about it. You don't have to worry about a playoff or anything. Right. Right. I mean, UCF and Danny White, the athletic director, have made this a thing to where they're one of the most talked about teams in the country because of their constant banging and, and about the playoff system not being fair and the whole national championship thing last year. So it has brought this conversation to the forefront. However... I think if the rest of this had shaken out this way where Ohio State for the second year in a row gets locked out and it's Ohio State, um, I think the guys who are talking about it now would have started talking about it. But it would have taken a lot longer because they would have just now started talking about it. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, now that the real schools, quote unquote, right. are having are having problems now, all of a sudden it's an ordeal that needs to be rectified immediately. Exactly. Now it's like, well, we need to talk about this. We're meeting the morning of the national championship game, as they always do. Um, but we're going to talk about this at that meeting. OK. Yeah. OK. Sorry, Knights. Sorry, Knight fans. Sorry, yeah, exactly. Everybody. Sorry. You, you're going to have to now go undefeated for probably four years in a row in order to get in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally going to happen, too. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that, that impossible that point, ask? <laughs> that's, we'll just keep asking it's, it. It's 52 games in a row. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, the UCF Knights complete another undefeated season and are now 100-0. Yeah. This just in, they're ranked fifth. <laughs> <laughs> so close, boys. They're Better ranked be right behind a two-loss Alabama team. Oh, what a what a great year for the Knights to mm-hmm. almost be recognized. Mm-hmm. Those are well, two we'll quality losses Alabama had to to three and eight Ole Miss and to Four and nine, Missouri. <laughs> Quality losses. Missouri, misery, misery, whatever that is. That one. Yeah, misery. Anyway, that seal not budging, not budging. Let's move on. We've got another little sports story to talk about, and oh, I love this story. I just love every once in a while, one of these NBA players will be asked about. Uh, you know, is the earth flat or, <laughs> or did man really land on the moon? And, uh, Steph Curry, who until two years ago was the most famous player in the NBA. <laughs> love, that's my favorite noise. If you've been listening to the show long enough, you know that it's time for Chris to be very upset about something. And, and that is my favorite noise. <laughs> It's actually the ringtone on Rick's phone. It really is. So Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors was on a podcast recently, and uh, he was asked if he believes that NASA man landed on the moon. Uh, He was asked actually by two fellow NBA players who host the podcast, and uh, he said no. Chris. (laughs) It's always so, like, it's like it's not exclusive to basketball. Like, this, the flat earth shit happened at jujitsu, too. Like, oh, God, are you kidding people, me? People, oh. I mean, I'm not Joe surprised. Rogan, there was a Joe Rogan podcast that very famously went on about, like, and to his credit, Joe Rogan took the side of, are you out of your fucking mind? Of course we're landed on the moon. <laughs> it's, yeah, and it's like, it, I, it's always amazing. And I, and I hope, that like just going back to like Charles Barkley, right? Like way, way like dream team back, you know, his whole thing is like, I'm not a role model. It's the the job of the parents and the teachers and the people who are actually out there raising kids. It's their job to be like proper role models. My job is to be a basketball player. End of story, right? Sure. Okay. Fair. Steph Curry. <laughs> why why are we asking a professional basketball player? And granted, it's like two of his teammates, whoever it is. Yeah, just two like other basketball around. players. Yeah, they're goofing off on a podcast. It's not. Vince Carter is still playing, by the way. Vince oh, Carter yeah. is still playing. Hang still on. playing. First that's NBA player started. to use a walker. That's less but, believable uh... than a man landing on the actually. Um, but that being said, what? He definitively said no when asked if they landed on the moon. Yeah, he did. And he did. It's so. <laughs> What's very sad is that somehow I om- I can almost guarantee that somewhere some kid listening to this, some young impressionable, let's just go dumb kid. Is like, you know what? 
my hero, Steph Curry, said, we didn't land on the moon. And because he's my hero and because whatever, right, he's going to go tell his friends and all this and any other. And that's going to proliferate this nonsense further. And it's, it saddens me so much about our educational system that somehow um, basketball players somehow are suddenly experts in the field of, like, astronomy. But what's awesome is that NASA has come out of their way and said, no, dude, A, you're dumb, and B, here's proof. Yeah, so that's, they invited that, that's, him to, to come tour the Johnson Space Center in Houston and to see the moon rocks. Which is awesome. We got like, moon and, rocks, yo. And mission control and all that stuff, which is super cool. Like, if that's all it took, I'll say I don't believe we landed on the moon just to get the this fucking tour. Yeah, um, nobody's listening to Utah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. So either way, that's, that's cool that, like, if there's a way to keep NASA relevant, it's that they have to reverse troll... Tr- Yes. I don't think Curry was actually trolling. Though. No, he <laughs> like, wasn't really. And in fact, since this story broke today, this afternoon, he came out and said, he's like, I, I was kidding. I don't actually believe we didn't land on the moon. And then when this became a thing, he was like, and then after it became a thing, I was sort of silently protesting at the just stupidity of everyone making such a big deal out of it. Um, but I am going to take that tour of NASA. <laughs> so so evidently he claims he was just kidding and he actually does believe we landed on the moon but uh he got his free tour so she probably could have gotten he's steph curry yeah i know and i don't think that was the motivation behind it but you know we all did so everybody freaked out like it was the top story on espn that day which is just ridiculous um but yeah yes. well you gotta you gotta you gotta fill time well this is this is time. the world we live in now though if you if you believe it it doesn't matter how much evidence there is yeah. your <laughs> belief is more powerful than a fact but that's I, the thing. I feel like, this way due to evidence and he's not going to believe, well he might believe it now because of evidence right like he, well, he hasn't taken belief. the tour yet uh-uh, so true. he came that's out and he was like i do it. believe that but he was, he was, I mean, this, he's an educated person. Like he went to a good school. He grew up, uh, well off. His father played in the NBA. Like he's been educated. I mean, so it's like, it's not, you it's, know, that, it's pretty clear. I, when I saw it was him that said it, I was very surprised. I, that, that place just might be a part of like the big hoax that big science is putting on. <laughs> big science. Big, big science. science. Out for your dollar. <laughs> These climate scientists, they just want to make money. That's all they're, they're just doing. Trying to get coin, man. Yep. They're trying to get those bitcoins. Right. Did you see everybody? Uh, did you see those all those climate scientists on the Forbes list of the hundred richest people in the yeah. world? There is that one yeah. guy with the with the solar farm and there's that other guy with the with the wind turbines and no <laughs> no none of that actually happened anyway let's move on to geek stuff because otherwise i'm going to have a stroke yeah <laughs> guys we got some trailers oh yeah we got some trailers for two huge marvel movies mm-hmm. 
So first we got the trailer for Captain Marvel, which you should have seen on the Those Two Jerks Facebook page if you didn't see it everywhere else first. Um, what did you guys think of the Captain Marvel trailer? Uh, am I allowed to say <laughs> that I loved it? Is that okay? Why would you not be allowed to say yeah. that? I, I just, I don't know. Sometimes I get the feeling you guys don't want me to be excited by uh, by things that have happened. No, you can be excited by Marvel well, movies. This is you. not the reasons yeah. I'm broke. Why are you more excited about this trailer than every other trailer that you looked at and just went, meh? Okay, well, what, for reason, <clears throat> first reason is because um, Marvel has... As we've mentioned many, many times, Marvel has done a good job of uh, building up equity in my uh, belief, in my hopes, and they have not led me astray uh, as yet. By the way, Tom, I did catch that. That was pretty funny. Um, (laughs) uh, So, you know, I I go into the Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel trailer, and I say to myself, this looks like it could be really good. Now, do I say that when I watch things like Shazam or Aquaman? No, even though I freely admit that those have started looking fantastic as well as we get closer to their uh, ETAs. Um, But I don't go into it with any sense of, oh, man, I'm so excited about Captain Marvel because when I see uh, um, the, the, the DC cinema preview, I go, I don't know. I don't know. That, that, that's where Matt. That's where we yeah, are. Yeah, I mean, in in fairness, Rick was excited for the first Captain Marvel trailer. He yeah. got all jacked up about the Mohawk helmet, and, and, uh, and, and that is definitely part of this. So hey, yeah, right. yeah, that was a really cool shot at the end of the trailer. And there's a cat in it, so that's yeah. like you've checked two of Rick's quadrants <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Mohawks and kitty cats. <laughs> Listen, I'm a man of simple pleasures. <laughs> which which would be the title of Rick's autobiography, I think. <laughs> I'm glad you finally agreed to write that. <laughs> Ghost write that. Oh, whatever. <laughs> anyway. You you won't be saying that when I when I'm running a professional football league. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh God help us. Anyway. <laughs> Chris, what did you think of the trailer? Um, I mean, they they've been doing it for a while now, but the well, actually, no, they tried to do it with Nova Corps was to turn it into like Green Lantern, right? Well, Nova Corps was Green Lantern. Like, it was Green was, Lantern. Yeah, just like, like Deadpool is uh, uh, Deathstroke, uh, Dead Dead Shot, thank you, Deathstroke. Thank you. Yeah, Deathstroke. Yes, but I mean, like, it's I I felt. Like, is this the Green Lantern? Just like, just like Thor Ragnarok was like the He-Man movie that we actually wanted. <laughs> you know, like, is this the Green Lantern movie that we actually wanted? Like, that's that's the feeling I got from it. Like, a lot of the shots were just like, is that like Avin Sur? You know, like just that sort of thing. It it it, it looks. I, good. I see where he's going with it. I can I can see a lot of it's similarities. Just, they they just took it and like, all right, sweet. Like they're they're finally giving me the fucking Green Lantern movie that I. I want it all along. It just happens to be from Marvel and a woman and she's Cree, you know, like that whole deal. Um, it was good. I mean, like Marvel can do no wrong at this point, mm. you know? So, I mean, yeah. 
good. And I, I, I mean, think for I think that's important to mention is that for better or for worse, Marvel can seemingly do no wrong. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, though, that we don't you know, like I have no critical eye left for these movies whatsoever. And other people have brought it to my attention that some of these movies are very paint by numbers. They're very much not that good. Like if you if you watch um, Black Panther, it kind of syncs up to uh, the Lion King verbatim. I've been saying, uh, yeah, I, you know, there was so much hype going into Lion King or geez, Um, there was so much hype going into Black Panther, right? Like I had it took me a while to see it. I had to wait until it came out in DVD because I missed in the theaters and all that jazz. And then when it came out, I saw it. And I. I literally just sat back and went, what, what, I don't, what am I missing here? Like, like, why was it as hyped as it was? Is it because I didn't watch it in 3D or because I didn't watch it in some gigantic 4K screen or something? But it was like, it was, it was good. I mean, like, well, that, that's it, the, is that it was, it was just, it was just good. It was just, it was very good. good. It was all right. But you've, you know, you've kind of seen the story, even, you know, taking the memes out of it. You've yeah. kind of seen the story a few times now, and, and Marvel only really knows one method, and it's the let's just make sure everybody leaves the theater smiling. And for the longest time, I was totally okay with that. Like, I liked leaving the theater smiling, but maybe it's just sort of become too uh, much of the norm. Tom, what's your thought? Um, I I would say um, you did miss something not seeing Black Panther on a big screen because the scope okay. of it it was it was beautiful. The That's design true. of Wakanda and the scope of it was something in and of itself to behold. Like I mean, they created a whole world of technology. It was it was it was that cool to see it on a big screen like that. And I, I having watched it at home, it loses something in the translation. Um, okay. Fair enough, but. I think I agree with you guys. I mean, look, the Marvel movies have a formula. It works. It's a formula that's that really works, but for the most part, they stick to it. They deviate slightly here and there. They've they've developed there are, there are like certain Marvel tropes. Like Marvel has, I would say what, four types of movies. Okay? There's like the Captain America Iron Man like origin story movie, okay? Right. Then there's like the okay, we're gonna play with a genre that's not superheroes, but put superheroes in it. So like your Winter Soldier falls into that category. Thor Ragnarok sort of falls into that category where it's like a comedy. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one is like a space opera that sort of end a comedy that falls into that category. Um, and then you've got the you know we have to do the big event movie. Like all the Avengers movies are basically the same formula um and maybe maybe they only do three um but yeah it's, i'm like where's your fourth one yeah there really <laughs> isn't a fourth one they all kind of fit that mold um and the one we all forget ant-man that's that's the fourth one yeah but see ant-man ant-man fits into that category of it's we're gonna caper, take a right? yeah it's a caper film it's a heist movie yeah. with a superhero um i haven't seen ant-man and the wasp so i can't speak to that one but um but yeah, so they all kind of fit that um, that mold. Like Captain Marvel looks like uh, Top Gun. Yeah. And, Which and, is fine you know, with me. That was actually, Chris, it's funny you mentioned Green Lantern because Top Gun with a superhero was what I always hoped the Green Lantern movie would be. Right. And I'm not, I'm not sure if any of this is necessarily bad. It's I, not. It I don't just... think it's bad. It's 
it's but okay. The like, thing is, like, where else can they go with, like, like what else do we want to see? I don't know. I don't know because we haven't, I don't think we've seen it yet. It's hard to, it's hard to say that. You know, there are fans of the DC movies who are like, Marvel movies are all formulaic. At least DC tried something big with their movies and made them more adult. And yeah, they tried, but they failed. Yeah, but trying is not succeeding. No. That's Anakin. No. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think uh, Marvel could try and do something a little more, a little darker, a little more adult. Infinity yeah, War was a, Infinity War. Yeah, but that wasn't, it wasn't all that way. The ending was like that, but it right. wasn't all that way. And I, that, that brings me to Avengers Endgame, which we got the teaser for. And <laughs> that movie, I think, has a chance to be the, the dark one. The change. Um, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of a lot of eras end in that movie, and that it will usher in a, the whole new sort of status quo for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because, I can see that. You know, because look at all right, Robert Downey Jr. has been Iron Man for ten years now. Uh, you know, Chris Evans has been Captain America for almost that long. They've all done their trilogies of films. Um, and we've got all these new ones in the pipeline, Eternals, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, which just got just signed the director for Doctor Strange 2, uh, Black Panther, Ant-Man. You've got a whole new vanguard of heroes. Black Widow is getting a movie. Um, Spider-Man, uh, you know, you've got all of these new heroes that can now sort of drive the bus for the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward. Um, and those are all uh, somewhat different in tone than the first ones. Spider-Man's much lighter. Um, you know, Captain Marvel and Black Widow, Marvel hasn't done female-led superhero movies yet. So that's new. Um, Black Panther is its own thing. Ant-Man is its own thing. You know, they're very um, different from what's come before in terms of tone. Not in terms of formula, but tone. So I think Endgame could be the, the adult Marvel movie that were, that they haven't really done yet. And and to that end, let's not forget that, um, you know, th there's a generation of people who have grown up with these movies now. Yeah, now, yeah. I mean, if you were in elementary school when Iron Man came out, you're about to graduate high school. Wow. That's, uh... I, I mean, he has been looking a lot rougher, huh? Like, yeah. like if, you were in if you were eight years old when Iron Man came out, you're, you're 18 now. Maybe it's time, but I will say this. That was a really great trailer. And yeah. Hell yeah, I, it was. Yeah, it was. I, uh, I didn't know I needed to get more hyped for uh, Avengers 4, but evidently I did. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I loved how it you know, showed us nothing, but also everything. It's, it was it really weird. It's basically they're, they're trying to prepare. It's like, it's like when you go to your first funeral. And your mom and dad are like trying to prepare you like, okay, I mean, that's, you're going to see grandma and she's not going to look, you know, the same. I want to make sure you're comfortable. Like, like you, you can, you sort of have this, like this gallows sense about like everyone going into the theater, like, okay, everybody's here. Let's, uh, 
let's do this. That's the thing. Let's... How could this movie not be darker than the others when you're dealing with people who half of half of the population yeah. of the universe just died? This is this is dark. It's already dark. <laughs> just by virtue of that. And then on top of whatever's going to happen to our heroes, um, this is going to be loaded with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Pretty clear Hawkeye's lost something. What are you talking about? Was... Ronan looks awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. That's definitely yeah. a Ronan. Right? That's definitely yeah. a Ronan outfit. I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> my, my money is on Hawkeye's family. All whole family died during the snap. That's my money. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't think that's even that hard to... to no, it's not even a stretch, really. No. Not even a stretch. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Captain wanna... Marvel comes out in uh, March. February? March. And uh, Avengers 4 is in uh, April. End of April. So we'll... Uh... Awful close, huh? Yeah, well, it did that this year. Black Panther was February, and true, uh, yeah. the end of April was event, uh, Infinity War. They don't care. Anyone, uh, Their anyone movies make tons of money no matter crying what. crying in the first 20 minutes? Or, uh, you know. In the first 20 minutes, I don't know, but uh, there probably will be some ugly crying. <laughs> there will be some ugly crying, at least on Rick's part. I don't know about oh. mine. You are a hardened bastard. And, well, for the most part, yes. It's... <laughs> Um, let's, let's, another Marvel tidbit I saw today that I wanted to talk to you guys about. I don't know if you saw this, but, uh, looks like the canceled Netflix Marvel shows ain't jumping to Disney plus anytime soon. No, an interesting addition to the fact that these randomly canceled Netflix shows for no goddamn reason. Apparently the characters have, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Tom, a two-year window where they're not allowed to do shit all. Is that correct? Yes, yes. They can't use the characters uh, in another on another service or another medium for two years. So anyone who had designs on a retooled Heroes for Hire show on Disney+, Plus, mm, no. <laughs> no not with those guys maybe nah. with two new actors so uh one of my favorite things is the meme like ruin my childhood or tell me something awful and i saw one today that said charlie cox will never be daredevil again oh <laughs> i hope i hope that's not true and he said he would go back to it even in a couple of years if they wanted him to but look at the reality of the situation and I, I I don't think that's going to be the case for a lot of reasons. <laughs> making Disney money though, right? It's not about I that. I, it's, it wouldn't be about him saying no. It would be I. I would think they wouldn't. I don't think him. Disney's going to bother. I just, yeah, I, I think Disney think... will just recast and start over. Um, once they've got it, like I, I don't. I don't think we're going to see those actors in those parts again. Ever. You know. So enjoy season two of The Punisher when it comes out next month because. That'll probably be the last time you see John Bernthal as the Punisher, too. Yeah, which is even more of, an, of a tragedy, because that, as a giant Punisher mark, as we all know, that character has endured some difficult times. And to know that, you know, we had finally found a guy worthy of the character, and, ah, eh, fuck it. Never yeah, mind. yeah, pretty much. Ah, we want, we want it for ourselves, though. So, so fuck <laughs> Sorry, it. we're yeah. gonna, we're yeah. gonna go. Yeah. We're gonna go. We're pack. We're packing up our toys and going home. Sorry. Yeah. And we're not even gonna unbox these. Like they're staying in the box. And don't you appreciate that as a comic book nerd? 
Hey, fuck you, Disney. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to unseal these. That's what you wanted, right? You guys are assholes. Yeah, screw you guys. Oh, man. So, a little more superhero movie news. The reviews of Aquaman are coming in, guys. And they're coming in hot. They are. They are. The reviews of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse are also coming in. And uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is getting amazing reviews. 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. This comes out uh, tomorrow. By the time you hear this, the movie will be in theaters. And uh, a lot of people are saying it is the best Spider-Man film next to Spider-Man 2. Yeah, well, Dan Slott knows how to write, people. So, uh, he didn't you know. write this. Doesn't surprise me that a Dan Slott-inspired movie would actually get a lot of hub. Okay, that's fair. Hmm. I'll give you that. On, it is co-written on. by <laughs> Phil Lord. Are people implying that Spider-Man 2 is better than Homecoming? Yes. Yeah, the critics mm-hmm. still think that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you I think that's debatable. I I I am I understand where you're coming from on that, but uh, the critics still believe that. Um Okay. I mean, <clears throat> if that's what they think. Yeah, that's what they think. I don't know that I necessarily think that, but uh that's what they think. I would um, say compared to how does it compare to Homecoming as a Spider-Man movie though? Like Right, like, right. That would be the more relevant comparison but you know that's yeah. fine is so, this a, uh, so i'm not super familiar with spider-man into the universe or into the spider-verse excuse me that's that's based on a video game yeah no the video it's game more, is sort of its own thing it, yeah it, it was more of a um uh, the dan slot comic um spider-verse and now the follow-up spider-geddon Yes. So it's Miles Morales gets sucked into and then meets up with all the different spider people from all the different universes, basically. Yeah. So Spider-Man Noir and Spider-Gwen and some version of Peter Parker that's a slob and uh, a and, bunch of uh, other ones. Spider-Ham the, is in Yes, this. I was going to say, we must, we must mention the spectacular Spider-Ham, Peter Porker. Yes, of course. Um, I, if we don't mention Peter Porker, I will be upset. <laughs> but yes, it's getting great reviews and uh already got a sequel greenlit. What I find funny about this is it is uh co-written by uh Phil Lord, who co-wrote and co-directed the Lego movie and uh was one of the directors who was fired from Solo, a Star Wars story before Ron Howard. Ah, oh, well, that movie uh was uh, a film that came out <laughs> coming to netflix next month no are you guys finally gonna watch it yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna see it when it's on netflix i i don't know i normally i would just go out and buy the blu-ray of a star wars movie but after what you told me about it i was like well, i don't know if i want to spend money on this but i definitely want to <laughs> see it you see how contagious my thought process about things hey are. look man Look, I, I did the same thing with Incredibles 2, and that got good reviews, which also comes on Netflix next month. Yeah, I got I've, got some, that too. I've got some trade credit coming my way, so or uh, at my used bookstore that I frequent, so I'll just I'll get it from there whenever someone decides to trade it in after they've redeemed the digital code for it. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So, we're all Wonderful. we're all trying real hard here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it seems I like mean, it. I'm gonna watch it, right? And Eventually. Legitimately, no less. 
eventually. All right, so Aquaman is also getting reviews coming in. That premieres on the 21st, a week from tomorrow. But uh, it's already at 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is uh, fresh, but not certified fresh yet. No, that matters. Wait, what is the difference in fresh and certified? It's certified fresh. It's it is good, but basically, when it's certified, it means enough reviews have come in to give it a definitive rating. So Uh, there haven't been enough reviews of it yet. Um, but the reviews are mostly positive. Um, they're everywhere from this is the best of the DC movies yet to um, this is dumb but fun. I believe that second one. I believe it 100%. And you know what? I, I would welcome that change for the DC movies. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> fun, any fun, really, yeah, at all. Yeah. Wait, the movie's enjoyable on a simple level? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's been a while since Wonder Woman came out. Yeah, it's, it's been so long. That came out this year, right? No, last year. No, dude. Yeah, this that, year. That came out in 2016. 17. I think 16. Maybe 17. Justice League was 17. Yeah, Justice League was November of 17. They might have come out in the same year. For, yeah, maybe. Yes, they did. They did. Regardless, it, yeah. it has been some time since It feels like forever. It's it's an Infinity War and like three Star Wars movies ago. Yeah, okay. it took them this long to get. There's so much spacing in between. Well, that that's it's... because they took some time off. Yeah, after Justice League, they had to really reevaluate that <laughs> shit. They certainly did. They certainly did. So, but uh, mostly positive reviews for Aquaman. We'll uh, we'll see when it comes out next week because we will see it, and there will be a yeah, Jerks yeah. episode centered let's, around. Let's do it. it. But uh, but until then, we can only speculate. Yeah, all right. I, I, I have a lot of belief that this movie is going to be good. I don't have much belief that the movie is going to be better than good. But also, I'm perfectly acceptable. I'm, I'm very happy to accept it as being good. Yeah, good, good is a change of pace. Good is good. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, do you think it will be enough to change the sort of like stigma attached with Aquaman? Yes, that he's just yeah, the dude that talks to the fishes. Yeah, I think so. I I think I don't because that's not even that's barely getting brought up uh, by the mainstream press at this point. Like it it's a line in the reviews, and that's basically it. I mean, at this at this point, they're everybody's so in love with Jason Momoa in that part that I don't think I I think once this movie comes out it's going to erase that lameness for a long time and instead (laughs) we'll get as Rick likes to say underwater Wolverine Wolverine yeah I mean with a sweet sweet with a sweet pentadent did you see it, it was both cool and it felt a little like force, I guess. I don't know. I, I I don't know much about the culture to really speak on it. But did you see Jason Momoa leading uh, a haka? Yes, the the Maori war dance. I I feel like I'm walking a very fine line by saying this, so I'm just going to back away slowly. But 
it looks pretty neat. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I mean, a lot of the members of the cast are Maori, uh, which is the native people of New Zealand. Um, so it was neat that he kind of joined in with them. He's not a Maori, but he's from Hawaii. Um, it was a neat little thing that they did at the at the premiere. I don't have a problem with that. Just felt didn't feel like they were doing it because they wanted to. I don't know. Uh, they, people seem to enjoy it. Yeah, all right. I'm not gonna. I'm that's not. You know what? I'm not gonna. Best not to overanalyze it. Let's not yeah, get I'm your not gonna, Twitter pound of flesh. We like we need the the characters to kind of own and run with it, like embrace it the way like Ryan Reynolds has with. Absolutely, Daredevil, I think right? in any superhero oh film, God, uh, Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, in any superhero film, I think it's important for the actor to embrace the role. Uh, Chris Evans did it with Captain America to his great credit. Chris Pratt has done that with Star Lord. Uh, to the Christian Bale did it as Batman and did it on the download to where he would go visit kids in hospitals in costume. Um, Tom Holland, uh, yeah, yeah. Gal Gadot has done it as Wonder Woman, Tom Holland as Spider Man. Um, more and more you're seeing this happen. Um, and it always gets good results. I think they they picked up that sort of thing from like Christopher Reeves sort of embraced that role, even if he didn't show up places in costume, he sort of embraced the fact that. Um, people saw him as Superman everywhere he went, and as he got older, he was okay with that. Um, and so they've sort of picked up that page and seen how that can kind of do some good in the world. Like, you can use that platform to, to help some people. Um, yeah. So it's not a burden like it used to be. To, to a lot of actors would I mean, consider sure, it a burden. It, some of it's pandering, but it's still, I, I appreciate it. Pandering is right on it, you know. Yeah, little I mean, comic nerds here. Some of it is, some you know, some of it. I don't I'd like, you know, I, I don't think Johnny Depp needs to show up as Jack Sparrow as much as he does, but uh, <laughs> you know, he's kind of crazy. It's hard anyway. to be upset about it, though. It, it is. It, I mean, it's. I get upset about it when it's like, oh, he's at the Disney park today as Jack Sparrow. Like, really? Can you tell him apart from the fucking guy they hired? Do you know? The guy there probably looks better. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. I saw him the other day. He's pretty good. You know, it's funny you mention uh, Captain Jack, Uh Tom. Uh It's funny funny about him. You know, I saw his most recent foray into the world world of cinema. (laughs) Oh, you did? That's right. You saw the new Fantastic Beasts. I did. I did. And... I have I have opinions, Tom. Oh, you always have opinions. Do you know the do, first? I don't really want to spoiler it. Oh, so, I don't care. Uh, well, then, uh, if, for those viewing at home, do you want to give them a, a moment? All right, even though it's been a your, while. It's the movie's been out for weeks, but if you still haven't seen it and you care about spoilers, spoiler warning. Spoilers follow in three, two, one. We good. We're good. Go ahead. I think they're all gone now. Okay. Wizard Nazis, Tom. Oh, wonderful. Whizzler, if you will. <laughs> Ethnic cleansing with wands. It, it's so much worse than that. Um, the movie, if you've seen the first one, and I, I, I bought into these movies as an animal lover, and oh, isn't this ag- adorable? And it's cool to see, you know, like crazy wild woodland animals and you know they get into mischiefs and here's this guy who's a hufflepuff and god bless him hufflepuff's terrible but he's a hufflepuff hey i'm and- a hufflepuff damn it 
well, and I'm a Slytherin, and there's the difference. Um, so <clears throat> you could be great. You're not. So um, he goes around and collects these animals, and it's all very cute. Okay. Okay. Who's is everybody? Hey, Chris, okay? are you falling asleep? Is it? Are no, you no, getting... no, no, no. This is very. <laughs> Very heavy breathing into a microphone. Oh, am I leaning too far? In? He's really excited by the idea. Yeah, he's like, somebody somewhere is touching themselves. I think it's not. Good. Yeah, yeah. Go on, go on. Rich. Talk about those. You know how I feel about magic. <laughs> I hate magic so much. That's um, stupid words. Chris is testing his wand. So. I go into the second movie expecting more of the same, uh, just that it's going to be, you know, silly and ridiculous and, hey, it's going to be fun and et cetera, et cetera. What happens is um, Grim, Grimmerwald, Grim, Grimdelwald, whatever, Johnny Depp's character, who yeah. is, uh, I, first I thought was basically just a shitty version of the Joker. Um, seriously, if you look at his character design, he looks like a crappy version of the Joker. Uh, or maybe just a more British version of the Joker, perhaps. Um, turns out that he's got like this grand vision for what he sees the world to be. And he has invited all of the wizards in the wizarding world to uh, come have a, a chat with him and to listen to him talk. And they make sure to reference that it's um, uh, 1928. Eight or 1932, I can't remember anymore, but it, it's right about the time, if you're a historian, of the Beer Hall Pusht, which I won't mention what that is. I'll let you re remember or look it up. And I, I, I remember watching the movie, and I'm watching it with my buddy Steve, and we went with our, uh, our significant others because they were the ones who were really most excited about this movie. And I thought to myself, wait, that, that, that timeline syncs up exactly. Oh, no, they wouldn't. And then what happens is Johnny Depp's doing his big speech in front of everybody. And the first couple of words out of his mouth while he's standing there in front of all of his brothers and sister wizards are people say that I hate the muggle, that I hate the, the non energy, the non magic entity. But that could not be further from the truth. I believe we are just different. They are they are not like us. But they have a place in the world. They deserve to be part of this world. Just other. They're, they're just other people. Oh, my God. It is gets that, worse. That is okay. so incredibly ham-fisted already. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Just in case you didn't figure it out, the last shot of the movie is in a... Is in a... Uh, Excuse me. In an Austrian church, or not church, I'm sorry, uh, 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 castle. Couldn't think of the word. Pardon me. A big Austrian castle overlooking the, the, the Rhineland. Ugh. And I'm just sitting here like, so this is, this is what we've been leading to, huh? The crimes of Grimwald are going to be that he created the Holocaust? <laughs> I, that, that's weird. Um, I, I what what exactly? Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so they 
exists. Did do we know that these wizards exist, or do, do well, we? So this we're, is we're muggles, right? We're we're muggles, and a lot of these wizards that like what this guy has to say feel that they are, you know, superior to muggles. That you could say that they're the the more mastery race, perhaps. Mm. Mm, indeed. But they don't actually know that, you know, wizards exist or anything like that okay. or whatever. But so, are they it's so like like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was yeah. like cool. Like they they did it in such a way that like sort of like honored his tradition. Um not sure this is honoring anything. <laughs> well, it, you know, it, it's one of those things where really, really, we, we needed we needed Nazi wizards. This is what needed to happen. Like, this is where we're at. We had to do this. I, I mean, why? Why did we have to do this? Where in the world did we need to know that during World War Two, there was a group of wizards who sided with Nazi Germany because they felt that after they wiped out the entire world that they could take over? We needed that. That was important. Dude, I don't know the source material, but is that something that's like creative editing or is that the, like the source how... material is J.K. Rowling wrote this script? Yeah, there's no like source material for these movies. It's sort of a. New... Oh, there's not like they're not from novels. Well, there was like one. The first the first Fantastic Beasts was a book, but it was a like a book that was referenced in Harry Harry Potter. Right. Like the plot yeah. of the movie wasn't a novel. She sort of created a movie around the writing of the book that's in the world and then branched off of that. Is it is it just laziness? I think I think what it is is that she needed, you know, they went to her and they were like, hey, do you have another story in you? And she said, yeah, I do. I, I sure do. It, it's going to it's going to be a, hum, a humdinger. And. You know, people are always wondering what happens in these alternate timelines. Like, how come the wizards aren't uh, involved in World War II? Like, what happened in the wizarding world and and during Nazi Germany? How come they 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 wouldn't have gotten involved? But you know what? You don't want to tell that story because ultimately you get Nazi wizards. <laughs> yeah, I I think also there was probably a uh, uh, need she felt on her part to. Uh, try and write some sort of allegory for those elements of our society now and say something about that. And uh, it sounds like she's doing it in a very heavy-handed way. It's well, just, heavy, heavy would be like, a kind way to say that. <laughs> it is, it's, to me, it's just, like, lazy. Because, I mean, like... No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think like, lazy like, is a perfectly, lazy, perfectly right? like, reasonable statement. It's like the whole like Mick Bain, I'm gonna fight the commie Nazis because yeah. like you know, let's what's worse than Nazis? Fucking commies also. So they're the fucking commie Nazis, right? Like it, it it's I I'm sort of like without words, is like is is that something that like they feel they need to like interject that genre into? Like it is was that like what the because it's, it's for like the, the Harry Potter fans, right? I don't like, know, I, man. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't, 
I again, I'm I'm a Harry Potter fan. Sure, I love a lot of this, a lot of these movies. I I went into this expecting, you know, to see more about these crazy, like sort of platypuses that steal gold coins and hide them in uh, magical uh, uh, parts of their bellies, like like sort of micro dragons. And I and I expected to see, you know, like adorable giant, like crazy looking cats and things like that. And there's plenty of that in this movie. And also, you know wizard Nazis because we need a third act because this is only part two of the trilogy. I wonder if that has something to do with why the movie hasn't done as well as the first one did. Well, how could it? (laughs) I mean, look, there's always law of diminishing returns in with any sequel, but damn. I mean, like this one has really not done what the first one did. Like, like that's the, sort of like the whole point of like the whole Harry. I, I mind you, I've I've not read a book and I've only seen two of the movies. The Harry actual Harry Potter movies completely out of order. I saw two and then like seven part one. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and I think one of the charms of that movie series is that like they're human, but they're it's this like separate world altogether, right? Like. That's that's what makes things fun is like world building, right? Yeah, I can um, see that. Like that, what it's called escapism. For <laughs> um, do, like, that, that's the whole thing is like, what what do we need to to interject that shit into like our reality? I, I, mean, I honestly, uh, honestly, man, I think you really did hit the nail on the head when you said, "Is this just laziness?" Like, I can't sound- think of a. I can't think of a better way to describe it. I really can't. So yeah, make sure you check out, uh, you know, uh, the the whistling world of uh, crazy zombie Nazi superhero mega church bombing. There you go. I, I... <laughs> oh, damn, dude! It's just, it it. Why well, I gotta bring Kirkman into this? <laughs> womp womp. It's good. Um, I will be sure not to not see it. Oh, oh, you're going to not see it. Is that it, Chris? Yes, I will definitely. I mean, I wasn't going to see it before. Just because Wait, are, you not, are you making the pun there or not? I can't tell. Wait. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm missing something here. You said not like see. The, oh, no, no, no. I, I, <laughs> I, I was trying to do the Borat thing. That was not <laughs> funny, you know, um, yeah, I, I didn't have any desire to see it in the first place, but now more so. All right. Well, there's there's your there's your heads up. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on, gentlemen, to the home stretch here. Time for the questions. So, Chris, what's pissing you off? <sighs> My left eye is pissing me off this week. Are you talking about from uh from that great band, you know, about chasing waterfalls? Wow, oh, man! Wow, I mean, I mean, is it is it okay to talk about like those who have passed like that? <laughs> it's been like fourteen years. I'm sure it's fine. Has it really? It's I mean, been a long time. Left yeah. Eye Lopez has been dead for a long time. Um, so she. Why are we talking about TLC? No, my left eye is literally like pissing me off. So like. Many years ago, I developed this 
like nagging condition in my eyes called uh, giant papillary conjunctivitis, and it only rears its ugly head when um, either like the climate or the, excuse me, the the weather, you know, in the short term, the weather gets real like wonky, or if like pollen is out of control. The weather has been extremely wonky the past week and a half or so. Mm-hmm. So, um, my left eye, the, the fucking conjunctivitis acts up and it makes it look like I just have this massive amount of pink eye combined with somebody punching me in the eye while also squeezing my neck. So such that my left eye pops out basically. Um, and it itches and it burns and it, it, it just, and it feels like there's like a wedge between my skull and my eye trying to scoop it out. It's just terrible. Um, so it's it's annoying, and I I don't know what I can do about it because I don't feel like spending one hundred twenty five dollars on a half an ounce bottle of eye drops for it. So that's that's annoying as fuck. But Rick, what's pissing you off? <laughs> I was waiting for. <laughs> there was so much to that story. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's so annoying, dude. Like lost to unpack. <laughs> um. Okay. Two years. Two uh, years. Dealing with it, uh, I I don't really know how to combat from that. Uh, get, uh, uh, what is pissing me off? Um, okay, uh, what's pissing me off is I um I I I I'm tired of <clears throat> I'm tired of finding out after the fact that I missed out on something cool. <laughs> And this is actually a Rick is pissing himself off kind of story. There's lots of great video games out there right now, and um, I have uh, availed myself to none of them. (laughs) And I kind of feel like an asshole about it. Um, Like there's, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2. There's Spider-Man. You mean Uh, the game about raising horses? The game about raising horses as they poop. Yes, (laughs) there's that one. There are so many like legitimately like triple A games out there that everyone is going Fallout on about. Seventy six. Yeah, well, apparently that one is not one of them. Uh, uh, but yeah, the Fallout seventy six is not getting good. Uh, anything people are very mad about that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so I uh, I took it upon myself to just be like, oh, whatever, you know, it's video games. I'm fine. I don't need this shit. Whatever. I I got I got I got TV to watch and who cares? And now I'm like looking at like all my friends who are playing these games and everyone's like, oh my god, did you play that so good? Well, I only have one person to blame for this because <laughs> I want to get in on it too, and uh, I'm not. Tom. Yeah. What's pissing you off? Um, it's kind of uh, I'm pissed off at me too right now because i need to be more aware of my surroundings oh yes yes because uh as one knows if one walks a dog or owns a dog once in a while one has to do some things for your dog that uh you don't think about when you buy a dog the first time like if let's say hypothetically and this didn't happen to me but a friend maybe the dog got some shit stuck to its fur, and you don't want the dog to drag that stuff all over your floor and your house when the dog comes back in. 
So you have to sort of, you know, wipe it. <laughs> and let's say you choose to do this on a public street immediately after your dog has done its business because you don't want it to get anywhere near the house before, uh, you know, so that it can spread the poop in the house because you have a, you know, say maybe you have a, a child or an invalid elderly person that plays on the floor a lot and you don't want it to, you know, get sick. Uh, maybe look around and make sure your neighbors aren't walking out of their house at the immediate time you are squatting down, staring into your dog's anus and wiping it on the sidewalk. That's, that's... In broad daylight. That's Tom Alexander, everybody. You elected him. <laughs> well, technically, no one ran against me. I don't know if that's the same thing. You're ruining the mystique. <laughs> But yeah, so there's at least one neighbor for whom I will always be known as that guy that wipes his dog's ass in the street. Chris, what'd you learn? <laughs> I I learned not this week, but actually last week. Um, what was the week before? I forgot. Um, that. Uh, it actually has to do with uh, I, I got to go join Rick at his gym for his testing. I think we mentioned on the show two weeks ago, was it? Mm-hmm. Might have been, yeah. I get to videotape his testing and whatnot, and um, it's it's awesome to see like as as much love that I have for jujitsu um, that it, it's it's shared with all other communities, and 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 to to see Rick in his environment. Um, to, to just be around his tribe and his folk and his, his people and to, you know, truly happy. It's, it's cool to see that like the, the jujitsu community and the jujitsu, the, the art can <clears throat> across aisles, I guess, in this, in the sense, since we are sort of quasi rival gyms, even though not really, yeah. um, that it's, it's, it's cool that like to see him as happy in his tribe as I am in mine, I guess, and uh, I've learned that I don't know, like it, it uh, to to see somebody else experience it as much as and oh man, I can't even describe it right now. I'm getting all kind of like weird. <laughs> but it's really bizarre because like it's it's one of these things that like I get a lot of shit from the guys at work about how much I talk about jujitsu, how much, how big of a part of my life it is. It is right, and to see somebody else finally get it is it's it's awesome like and and rick i get that sense for you that like you you get it like you 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 not not just from your promotion and whatnot but like you you understand why i love it as much as i do mm-hmm. um you get you reap the rewards as, as much as i do out of what i do you know and, and it's cool so I, it's just maybe some sort of like weird sense of i didn't really learn anything i guess just, <laughs> I, I finally just feel validated that i'm not some weird ocd you know addicted guy so anyways uh tom ah what yes. did you learn this week i need to learn to say no <laughs> well i've been trying to do that with you uh go ahead tom sorry i just need i need to learn to say no um when clients call the uh the person the the part of me that does not like to turn down people who sound like they are in trouble um never wants to say no even if it will mm. put me out Mm-hmm. And uh, it's never a life or death, but there have been two instances where 
I have done that, and uh, and one of them forced the cancellation of our show the last time because I <laughs> I said yes to uh, the day before uh, I said yes to a a six day trip to San Diego for work, <laughs> like literally less than twenty four hours before my plane had to leave, um, yeah. and uh, threw my whole life into upheaval to do it. But uh, running a business, take care of my clients, and all of that. And uh, they sounded like they needed somebody, and so they called me, and I said yes. And then just before we started doing the show tonight, another one uh, where I am going to have to get up in uh, about three hours to do some work. (laughs) It's pretty impressive you're doing all this, running your own business, and you're only 22 years old, so you won't have any backlash. Yeah, yeah, it won't won't affect me at all to only get three hours of sleep. Uh, then work uh, seven hours on this and then go to a different client and work there for another four, uh, basically oh, not getting home so until rewarding. not getting yeah. home until like eight o'clock tomorrow night. So, yeah, yeah, yeah um, it's it's real bright on my part and uh, and definitely putting my own health and interests at heart for sure and making that a priority. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I need to learn to say no and remember that. um Corporations aren't people in trouble when they call you and need things. No, and if given the opportunity, they will literally rip the gold out of your teeth and sell it back to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and something similar to that has happened recently. So I, yeah, but uh, for some reason, I just uh, can't say no. Yeah, well, sense of duty, it'll fuck you every time. <laughs> yeah, sense of duty, Catholic guilt, whatever. Rick, what did you learn? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to go a little bit against the grain of the show. Uh, we, uh, as Chris alluded to and mentioned, we had a couple of uh, big events in the last two weeks, and and uh, I learned two things. Um, I learned that I quanta- qualify at least in a pretty good gym as a blue belt in jujitsu, which is uh, pretty awesome. And uh, for those playing at home, uh, blue belt basically means that yeah, you belong here. Uh, white belt means you're 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 walking through the door. Green belt doesn't really exist except for in some gyms. It's a, as Chris would say, it's a modern belt. It's not really a thing for most people. But a blue belt means you've put in the work, and uh, it's it's a it's a pretty pretty awesome feeling. Um, I will probably remain a blue belt for the great foreseeable future, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I'm not going to try harder to uh, to earn stripes and then eventually a purple belt. Um, the other thing I learned is I am kind of coming to the end of my comic book collection. Ooh. Collecting I, uh, or collection? A little bit of both. Ooh. Um, I, I basically looked at my stack of books and realized I'd stopped reading most of them except for a couple of things here and there. And uh, in the last week, I have un, uh, uh disavailed myself or availed myself however that word works of so far seven short boxes of comics that have been read or not been read most of them have been read but a lot of them are books like i had the obama cover of spider-man and i'm why do i have this i have a whole run of the mcfarlane um or you know early 300 uh, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man run. I don't care about those books. The only one I want is two. I want, I want two ninety-nine. I want three hundred. I want three hundred one. And everything else can go bite me. Um, 
just endless amounts of books that, oh, I, I have the entire run of uh, of the monarchy. Well, that was a fun series when I was into that, but I don't the what? care. Yeah, don't ask. Yeah. And it's just books upon books upon books that I just I don't have any connection with. I mean, I'm I still have my copy of All Pro, which I know is worth nothing, but I have a connection to it. And that's okay. All for a, come on, man. Well, not anymore. What do you mean, not anymore? You don't have any more, though, right? You got rid of it. No, I kept All Pro. All Pro matters. You did keep All Pro? Of course, Tom. Does All Pro matter, yes or no? Wait, All Pro? You mean NFL Super Pro, the Marvel comic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. NFL yeah, yeah, Super yeah. Pro. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. that absolutely yes. oh. matters. Yeah. For Thank so you. many reasons. Thank you. I got my I got my special edition Warrior number one. With deconstructivity nice. right. in it. You want to know something sad, Tom? Uh, always. That Warrior comic's going for like 20 bucks now. Wait, <sighs> Warrior? Like Guy Gardner Warrior? No. no oh, the Ultimate like, Warrior in comic oh book form. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Okay. I mean, yeah. he went, that was when he went crazy before he went batshit crazy. <laughs> Correct. <Right>. Correct. <laughs> Fair, ac- accurate representation. Anyway, so those are the two things I learned is that, uh, you know, I, I'm not done collecting comic books. I'm just done keeping them around for the sake of them being in my house. I have to have a reason to have them. Makes sense. We yeah. all reach that point sooner or later. Yeah. So, Tom, um, even though, uh, you know, we've been kind of dormant because you've been missing in action and, frankly, I'm a lazy bastard who may have a lot more to do at work suddenly because people have recognized his talents for the first time in a long time. Uh, uh, how can people get a hold of us? Still in fooling them. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, is that ever true? <laughs> <laughs> well, they can find us on the Tweety at those two jerks. We're very active. Uh, we're, we're, uh, we're, I would say we're a... Low-level enforcer in the UCF Twitter mafia, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> haven't made our bones yet for sure. But uh, <laughs> we're getting close to that consigliere mark. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But uh, but uh, always active and fun Twitter conversation. You can join in. You can also find us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash those two jerks. Chris, how can they find us if they want to email us? Please email us at those two jerks at gmail.com. Spell out T W O, not those two jerks, like those also jerks. <laughs> um, which would have two O's in it. Don't 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 do that one. Do the one with T W O. And as if that wasn't confusing enough, Rick, how can people uh, leave us a voicemail if they want to harass well, us that you, way? If you would like to leave a voicemail for me, for Tom, or just for Jesse in our other podcast, you can leave that message <laughs> hey. at 321-76-JERKS, <laughs> and you'll be featured on the next episode of That Thou. <laughs> the only people who call the voicemail are the people from the Power Hour. <laughs> It's become a running gag. The people on the show, I mean, not your <laughs> listeners. I mean, Tom, they're basically one and the same. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. All right. You can find all that information and a whole bunch more at those two jerks.com. So for the Sussman, Rick Sussman, and the vocational Chris Vu, I am the Tom Alexander. And until DC decides it's going to reboot this motherfucker. <laughs> We will remain those two jerks. See you next time.